Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. I am here, as always, with Brett Jones. And uh, my name is Mike Perry. Uh, we're having a good day here, aren't we, Brett? Today's fantastic, isn't it, Brett? Fabulous. A fabulous day. There's uh, no stress, low workload, um, champagne, bonbons. It's a, it's a winner. And a heart-shaped hot tub, like in Dumb and Dumber. That's all. <laughs> I hope a whole bunch of you listening right now just get the visual of uh, <laughs> of of them. And it was Freda Felcher. Freda Felcher. Nice, nice, nice butt. Yeah, I bet he works out. Uh, actually, one of these days we should just do movie quotes, and and we'll actually release it as a podcast. Um, absolutely. So I'll have the soup. What's the soup du jour? <laughs> Spill the salt quick. <laughs> Throw some salt over your right shoulder. All right. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, about sort of a meme, a video that's been going around. And uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big swear person, so I'm not going to uh, not going to be dropping too many of those. But um, it's along the lines of f around and find out, right? You know, uh, and uh, you know. That line of uh, messing around and finding out is a. Uh, it can actually it gets me thinking about coaching and 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 training and the creative process because uh, a lot of what I've done over the years has been um, sort of messing around with exercises and positions and just doing things and and seeing what the result was and learning from that process and uh, sort of get getting rid of the things that did not work or at least didn't didn't work for a large portion of the individuals and keeping the things that did. And, um, you know, I, as I've evolved as a coach, I've worked with youth athletes, high school athletes and collegiate and pros. And, um, you know, one of the things that I always like to think about is just putting them in situations to be creative, right. And to have a, have a good time. But at the same time, there is a time and place and a direction for creativity. And that's when I was sort of thinking about the idea of, um, principle-based creativity and, uh, really, in the world of strength and conditioning, um, a lot of the best in the world, that's exactly what they do is they, they kind of mess around, but they're they're when they are messing around or they're going through that creative process, uh, they are following some guidelines in their head and those guidelines and or principles are going to lead them in a specific direction based off of what they're trying to do. And um, if they're not led by principles, it's probably not going to go very far. So um, that's why I, uh, I sort of love the idea of um, principle-based creativity. And, and Brett, you know, I was just sort of asking you about the process of, of Kelostenos, um, which came out. I don't know. When did that come out, Brett? Well, um, <laughs> 2007. Don't don't ask me. I had nothing to do with it. I all I know is I was I was four years old when that came out. <laughs> no, that sounds about right. 
No, but but so look for those of you um, that uh, have never had the viewing pleasure of the rabbit hole, also known as Kelostenos. I'm just kidding; it's not a rabbit hole, but it did lead a bunch of people down a bunch of rabbit holes, and boy, can we laugh about it now! Um, but honestly, I, I will say, when it comes to the getup, Turkish or other types. Um, this is this is what sort of laid the foundation for breaking things down and just getting better at position, implementing biomechanics and 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 uh, understanding how the body should move naturally and and sort of breaking it down in a systematic way that makes sense for the individuals, but also allowing for freedom of movement and creativity. And Brett, how did how did this whole thing come about with with uh, sort of messing around with the getup? Because clearly there was a creative process, but you also had a direction in which you were going. Well, not to reveal too much information, but uh, <laughs> when Gray and I were shooting those videos um, and, and, you know, we shot a bunch of videos within a few years, um, secrets of the shoulder, secrets of the hip and knee, secrets of core, of the backside, Gray and Lee did primitive patterns. We did Kalo Stenos, um, kind of us from the center dynamic. Um, literally the, the creative process behind the scenes look is um, involves a sauna some poster board and uh, make, making notes on poster board while we were in a sauna. Um, but it, it really came from this, this process of looking at, okay, what's, what's the first step in the getup? Well, let's roll to elbow or roll to press. Okay. What could go wrong? What, what could we do better? What skills, what drills can we implement to, to help this uh, perform, uh, help people perform this move better? Um, and then we just kind of went through all the steps of the getup and, um, we had that process of, cause the, the underlying philosophy of the, of the Turkish getup is it's alignment with integrity under load. So as you start to peel the layers of each of those, uh, transitions and postures and positions, you start seeing that, well, okay, if, if somebody lacks X, you know, let's just say T-spine mobility for going overhead, which is where the bretzel got inserted. <clears throat> and I did not name it. Gray named it because um, he thought it was amusing to turn a Brett into a pretzel. And uh, but we know that, you know, foundational to overhead mobility is T-spine mobility, uh, not stretching your shoulder, but actually getting the T-spine to, to move better. And so uh, the pretzel came out of this idea and and pairs actually really well with the high bridge and the get up because the high bridge and the get up is there to see if you can extend your hip fully. And the pretzel because of the involvement of the opposite side. Uh, anterior chain um, can be assistive in both correcting that and opening up T-spine. So it was kind of a two for one. And so that, that was kind of the process. Um, we, we had a little bit of uh, the, the structure of the, not only the movement itself, but what are the postures, positions, the biomechanics, like you said, and then how do we get better at that? Sorry, I was hitting the uh, wrong button on my microphone. So I'm an idiot. So, but I, look, it's it's cool. I love how you're breaking it down because, I mean, you're not going into this blind. And and uh, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that. Look, you got two individuals, um, and a sauna. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you've got two individuals that know what they're doing, and they've made a lot of mistakes, right? And they're 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 pretty uh, well versed in their craft, and they came together and kind of put this together. Um, it, 
that's a creative process that it, it doesn't happen quite like that, right? You, you don't usually have two individuals that have that much experience and they put it together. A lot of people start the creative process, but they don't have the prerequisite knowledge of what they're even talking about, or maybe they're just being creative just to be creative. But look, there's nothing wrong with creativity, right? And look, be creative. But in my mind, if you're going to apply it to, to a a subject or a craft where you're working with individuals, well, you know, there needs to be some underlying guidelines and principles. Uh, and if not, then you're just throwing things up against the wall and seeing what sticks. So, you know, the principles will will always sort of act as like a like a backbone or so, uh, a backboard or sounding board for uh, a lot of the decisions that you make. And it's, it's almost very similar to like a mission statement with a business, right? If you want to make decisions that are going to sort of align with the mission statement, it's the same thing. So when you are going through the creative process, you, you need to think about, well, what is the goal? Like, why are you even trying to maybe change something that already works well? Or why are you looking to create maybe a different version of something or you know, what's the purpose behind the creativity? And I, I think if you think about that, as you mess around and play, I think it's going to take that creative process and streamline it in a way that will hopefully direct you towards your goal a little bit quicker because you're not going to go off the rails so much. Well, and going off the rails can, can go in two directions. Uh, everybody wants to be a unicorn. And what I mean by that, that is everybody wants to be a mythical creature now uh everybody wants to be that uh that end of the bell curve that <laughs> that example of um you know that um i'm going to use two examples and if i'm wrong with either of these people please uh email in and correct me um jimmy hendrix never studied music he could he could uh, listen and play anything he wanted to listen to and play anything he wanted to. He was a unicorn. He had this ability to play and create, and he didn't really have the musical background. You know, he wasn't a, a yo-yo ma with, uh, you know, this deep classical background. And then he takes that and, and goes creative off of it. And you could probably find a few more examples within the jazz community of, of people who that they just, they heard music and they could play music and it made yep. sense to them. On a, and you know, yeah, it's just a gift. Uh, the other way it goes wrong is when you get so locked into the, the principles and the, the rules. And for those of you at home, I am performing air quotes. Yes. Cause I'm an air quotes guy. Uh, you get so bound in by the guide, by the guidelines and the rules that you lose and lack creativity the ability to look at a situation and say mm, actually if we pivot just a little bit here um and, and something like feet straight ahead you know people some people just love to to go by that rule there's a lot of people you're going to mess up with that because the outturn and optimizing the hip position can make all the difference in the world so and and it makes sense biomechanically you know there's there's all kinds of reasons to uh, go in that direction but um, so you can either try to be the unicorn and try to be, you know, the Jackson Pollock where it's just art. Nobody ever taught that. <laughs> it was just art that he created or Jimi Hendrix yeah. playing the, the guitar or whoever else we want to put in there. And then I think we can all very easily look at, uh, examples in our lives of very rigid individuals who were held and bound. I can't do that because it's not in this list of guidelines and rules. 
those are the two directions where creativity can really start to spin out of control. And the way I refer to it right now is my job as a coach is to set up the set up the guardrails. And this these are bumper carts, not automobiles. It's to set up the set up the bumper cart course uh, or square where you can safely ping around and explore. Um, and the guide the the bumper cart you know guides and and guidelines uh, are analogous to all the other principles and things that we're talking about. And um, so that that's kind of the way I like to think about it now. And, and you know, so. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about what you said about the unicorn. Um, It's like, look, think of it this way. If you're even trying to be the unicorn, you're not (laughs) because the unicorn is just the unicorn. (laughs) They don't even know that they're the unicorn because they, 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 because they operate with a different operating system. Seriously. Um, so like if you're trying to be something you're not, if you're like, I want to be, I want, you're not, you're, you're just trying to be something that you're not because it looks appealing. Um, those individuals that have those gifts, that are outliers. A lot of the times, um, their minds are accursed because early on they don't know what to make. They don't know how to make sense of it because it's almost like they don't. They're they just operate very very differently, and um, it's a it's a you know it's a blessing in certain aspects of their life. But you know I can imagine that it can be very very challenging in other aspects of your life because a lot of those individuals that have those skills and gifts are obsessive, and there's also these other things that go along with it. So. Um, you know, it's a, it's one of those things where, um, look, you can still be very, very successful without being the unicorn, right? Um, uh, sorry, there's there's nothing wrong with something to chase, right? If, if you see someone that has this wonderful gift and you do not, but your journey allows you to work hard to chase that individual, that's a beautiful thing because you have something to chase, right? And you have something to strive towards. And that's, you're going to learn a lot from that journey. And guess what? You're probably going to be a really, really damn good teacher because you had to struggle the entire time with learning. And that's going to allow you to become a more impactful coach. So, um, there's, you know, there's, there's cool parts about being the unicorn. I'm not saying that I am, but I know some people that are just gifted, but also, you know, there, there's something to be said about not being the unicorn and just learning how to bust your ass and outwork people. 100%. And, um, you know, we, there's just as we can look at examples of <clears throat> the unicorns that that did something creative and, and out of the, you know, just really innovative. There's other people that innovated and uh, were innovative within the uh, the guardrails. Um, they weren't a unicorn. They were a worker, mm-hmm. and it was their ability to 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 work through the situation that led to an innovation or or a breakthrough. Yeah. There's there's not a right or wrong. It's just you know what 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 you're going to have access to. So I think you know from a movement standpoint, um, and I get there's uh, flows and um, mammalian based um, you know movement philosophies and different different things. Um, I've never heard that, you say that, uh, you know, people, <laughs> I've never, I'm, I'm going to make you say that more often. That was just fun to hear. Can you say that again? Yeah. Mammalian, give it, give mammalian. it to Mammalian. Uh, you may, you may never hear it again. I'm so tired. Um, I'm just laughing over here. Are you saying mammalian? <laughs> and I've said it so many times in my head. Now it sounds weird. Do you ever do that? Uh, good, good Ted Limit. Lasso episode. Limit. Remember? Chris plan, Bobby? plan, Limit. plan. Limit. It's not a, it's not plan. It's pawn. Like flan, that custard dessert. Oh, that's awful. Um, so, exactly. 
<laughs> we're we're obviously on the on the on the out. Uh, we're we're trying to be unicorns here. Um, we're just idiots. <laughs> that too. Um, but but you know pe- people try to, and the, the, I see people doing you know bottoms up get ups or bottoms up windmills with you know two or you know I I, I just see some very dangerous stuff being performed. Um, under the guise of being innovative or, or creative. And uh, one of the first guardrails and principles, you know, that should be in every coach's uh, first and every coach's lift list is safety, safety yeah. first, always. I would rather miss an opportunity <laughs> to find the next, you know, sliced bread. <clears throat> Cause apparently when sliced bread was made, it was like the greatest thing ever. Um, well, think about I, that for a second. I will miss. Well, I mean, what was he just taking bites out of the bread before that? Yeah, you had to, you had to tear hunks off, or or dare I say, cut it yourself. That's crazy talk, right there. There's effort yeah, involved. I would rather and, eat and whole. sharp implements. Just rip off hunks. <laughs> just, um, but I'd rather miss that opportunity than place somebody in an unsafe uh, position. Uh, there, there's a there's a level of risk with with movement and training, uh, period, because it's movement and training, and um, you just sometimes you never know. So safety first, always, and if you're you know just trying to be creative or inventive for creativity or innovative sakes or for likes and watches on YouTube and and Instagram, um, I, I have a big problem, big problem with that because the. Usually the person that gets hurt trying to do that, they just they just go away. They they feel embarrassed and like they did something wrong. Um, you know, I I always want to put uh put safety first. Yeah, no, I mean, and and that's the other thing too, is um, you know, going along the lines of that, uh, you know, a good chef will always taste their, you know, taste the food that they cook before they serve it to others. And I think it's important as a coach, uh, when you're designing programs, uh, at least early on when you're designing programs, um, I think you should understand what it feels like, or even when you're, you know, trying new movements, right. Um, understand what it feels like for you and, and where the challenges and the limitations may be, but, you know, also within your, your, your circle of coaches or colleagues, like if you're going to mess around, like get some feedback on them before you just start kind of going crazy with it. Um, because again, you just have to be smart with anytime you put something out there, um, you know, you have to be wise about sort of the information that goes along with it, because some people are going to do something dumb with it. They just simply will. I mean, why do you think anytime you buy something like a piece of equipment from like a gym or something like a Dick's Sporting Goods, there's warning labels all over it because people are idiots. And uh, regardless of the warning labels, people are, you know, people are still going to do dumb things. I mean, I remember when when I came up with the SOS get up and I was kind of goofing around with it. Um you know, I literally was just kind of messing around with it. And I came through those kind of first couple stages where we did that sort of rotation part where we go into that lumbar lock. And I remember going, oh my gosh, like, you know, I was thinking to myself uh, in the SFMA, the lumbar lock with the T-spine rotation is a really, really good assessment to look at T-spine mobility. So I said to myself, well, shoot, if I can rock back into this position, I can really see, you know, very, very quickly if individuals have a T-spine and or uh, you know, glenohumeral restriction, really just sort of tight shoulders specifically and, you know, external rotation and, um, horizontal abduction and flexion. But 
you know, it really exposed people from right to left. And that was the point of the get up. But then it turned into people doing it, you know, really heavy or people, you know, skipping steps and trying that with, you know, piss poor shoulder mobility and piss poor T-spine mobility. And, you know, they go to do the rotation part of the movement. It, you know, it's they basically armbar themselves. So, you know, but when I put it out there, I'm going to be honest, like, I was just like, hey, what do you think? And is this cool? Like, is it, this seems cool and it seems to flow and it makes sense in my mind. I, I sort of walked myself through a, a biomechanical step-by-step process to make sure that, you know, what I was doing made sense. And then uh, I sent it over, a, you know, a Pavel Machek and he, you know, made a couple quick changes and, you know, added some really, really cool things and the scissor switch. And then, you know, it turned into something that a lot of people adopted, but it was, that was a perfect example of a, sort of creative based, um, uh, sorry, a principle based creating, uh, you know, creative process is just going through it and messing around and getting feedback and getting other people that understand sort of the goal of that process to make it uh, a little bit better. And that's, that's exactly what happened. But, um, you know, I just, uh, I, I guess really the message here is, um, if you are going to put something out there and you want to, uh, you know, get feedback or you want to sort of show people, I think context is important because, you know, if, if it's something that's really, really challenging, please put that information out there. Or if it's something for an advanced lifter, you know, please say this is for an advanced lifter. Right. And, and same thing. So I think you can never over communicate when you're sort of, you know, trying to do something new, but bounce it off colleagues and, and uh, you know, try this and try that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've sent Brett videos on like, Hey, what do you think of this movement here? Or what do you think of this progression? And, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like, he's like, that's no, no, that won't work. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, but you know, that's part of the process, right? You know, you just keep on trying different things and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I will say this, if you, if you follow direction, um, you know, using principles, it's going to be that much easier. 100%. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, know what your guardrails are. And, you know, we've been heavily talking about the uh, kind of movement-based uh, end of the creativity spectrum, you know, from a programming standpoint. Um, <clears throat> people try to get creative and and maybe programming is someplace where people get maybe a little too stuck in the guidelines and rules and aren't creative enough, or they feel like there's no guidelines and rules. And so they, you know, just do random acts of variety and their, their programs, you know, struggle to, to produce results. Um, yeah, I, I worked with iron cardio for about two years before I'd put the book out and, uh, had quite a few sessions in, in that time frame, and, and had a good bit of, had a good idea and other people using it, that, uh, this was going to be something that, that, that was, that was, um, effective and it's, it's creatively, you know, um, working through the it, it's very set basics right clean press squat snatch um rinse and repeat you know but how many different ways can you program and perform sets of clean press squat and snatch well I, i've said this many times but i've done sessions and then had to go back a year six months eight months a year to find that same session uh where i had performed it uh before so a lot of variation within a very set and very structured. It's it's structuredly chaotic because um, I love oxymoronics. Um, so it 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 kind of rides that line of creativity and structure, um, allowing people to to really experiment with with what they feel like doing on a given day. 
But it also, again, it did create those guidelines and those sort of guide rails on the low end and uh, the top end and the bottom end of like sort of where you should be sets and reps and targets. So, but you could have never have, I don't want to say never, but I don't think the programming would have been as um, as productive if you hadn't done the work in the trial and error process, right? I mean, you you knew that like, oh man, once we get to you know X amount of sets, it's probably too much. And then there's some sort of change needs to be made or, you know, X amount of reps per, uh, you know, per complex is, is sort of the sweet spot. So like those things are just, cause it's just a different modality. It's like, how do you period, how do you program manual labor? Right. It's just, you, you know, it's like, you just can't, I mean, it's, what are you going to do? Just like fill up a bucket and then just like, you know, with mulch and then wait 30 seconds and then, you know, you know, grab the mulch bucket and push it 15 yards and wait another 30 seconds and rinse and repeat. No, it doesn't work like that. So it's like um, trying to no seriously, like, because really what that feels like is, is, is true manual labor, right? You can get a lot done over time. If you sort of, you know, chip away at it. it's like the old saying, what was it? Marty Gallagher. What's the best way to eat an elephant one bite at a time, one bite at a time. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, I, I think again, with a lot of it, it's just trial and error, trial and error with those principles and, um, you know, find, find, uh, some ways for other people to give you some feedback like you did with iron cardio and good things will happen, but, um, it's going to take time and it's going to take some trial and error for sure. So, um, well, and just to, just to capitalize on that for just a second, because the, what people miss in that process are the mistakes where and it, it was never an injury based mistake but it's a couple extra days off from training because I, I i pushed the pushed the envelope a little too far um i had been doing this you know a rep every 20 seconds sort of protocol that that pavel wanted me to 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 test so shortly after starting and i get the brilliant idea that uh you know well i could just the the middle set of each minute i could just add a rep and see what that does and um I, I I think I might be onto something where if you let's say you push that time frame out to 20 minutes, well, if I come back the next time and only do 15, but I add that rep in the middle set, I increase the volume to an almost a similar amount to what I did during the, the 20 minute day. Now the next time I come back, I do the 25 minutes without the extra rep and come back the next time and do 20 with the extra rep in the middle. I'm just experimenting with it because that's where that's how my how my brain works. Um, I don't know if it's a good idea or not yet. <laughs> yet <laughs> it might work. It yeah. might work out. And and so I on the forum somebody's like, well, you know, I I started doing what Brett Jones was doing. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. But but, but but there is some wisdom there though. <laughs> but you only change one variable. Yeah. Because well, because I'm only smart. That's, I'm that's only important. smart enough to change one variable. Okay, fair enough. It's it's been for lack of options, not planning. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. The, the truth be told now. Yeah, um, truth be told, not not very impressive. <laughs> uh well, anyways, uh, you know, something a little different today, but um, look, you know, if if you are gonna be creative and we encourage it, just you know, have some basic principles to follow. It's gonna it's gonna expedite the process. It's going to uh, it's going to allow you to sort of dial things in and hopefully whatever the result is that you're hoping to achieve, you get there a little bit more streamlined and, uh, you know, you don't make as many mistakes, but you're going to make them. Uh, you're going to make them. So just be prepared. It's not going to be smooth. You will make the mistakes, but eventually you may come up with something really cool and you can help a lot of people. So, uh, Brett, anything else uh, you want to add? Two things. Safety first. 
experiment on yourself first. I love it. And I'm going to leave you with a quote. And, and I actually wrote this quote down as Brett was talking about unicorns. Now, look, this <laughs> quote could be, uh, you're either going to think it's funny or you're going to turn off the podcast. So, but I'm going to leave you with this. When you try to be a unicorn and you're not, you end up looking like an ass in a pointy hat. That's all I got for you. Because like the I, unicorn and the dunce cap I, and the jacket, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I, well, thank you, friends. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I am gonna sort of let myself out. This has been the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Brett, thank you so much. Uh, do us a favor if you enjoyed this podcast, share with your friends. Um, if you did not enjoy this podcast, um, just give us a thumbs up anyways, just because we're nice guys. Um, honestly, as always, we appreciate you. A lot of shenanigans today. Clearly, we're both overtired. But uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.